Hey guys, what's going on? It's Derek. We're back on the podcast. This week, we are talking about specific performance goals. What does that mean? That means goals or skills or movements inside the gym that you've been dying to do, like a rope climb or a strict pull-up, or maybe it's just to be able to snatch an empty barbell or a PVC pipe. These are things that you just seem like you can't seem dial in. You can't seem to get just in the class setting. And we talk about the entire journey from just starting in fitness to that turning point of wanting not only to get fitter and healthier, but to actually pursue some of these movements and skills and how to chase those, when to chase those, and what you might need to start incorporating in order to achieve those goals. So uh, I think this is an awesome segment Ashley and I touch on a lot of different things. We dig really deep in some of the sections. So I hope you guys enjoy it. As usual, if you're an avid listener to the podcast, please go on iTunes, Spotify, Captivate, wherever you listen to your podcast at. Leave us a review. We would appreciate it so, so, so much. And without further ado, let's get to the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 18, and today we are talking about specific performance goals as they relate to our fitness training methodologies of choice. (laughs) That was long. I know that was long. Basically, guys, (laughs) we're talking about how your specific performance goals, meaning skills and exercises that you wish to do, how those are impacted by your training program and what you may need to begin incorporating in order to move closer to those goals. How's that? Much better. That was way more (laughs) digestible, right? I was talking like I would write, and I know that that doesn't always work. So, (laughs) all right. Um, Ash, go ahead and kick us off here. What's going on? Well, let's start with a little life update. Where are we? (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's a good place to start. We... Uh, I believe it was an episode ago or maybe two two episodes, two episodes ago. We announced to you guys that (laughs) we were moving to the Virgin Islands. We were moving to St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. I had gotten offered a position down there at Reebok Cross at St. Thomas as general manager of that gym. We started going through all the plans. We submitted our notices. We did all of that (laughs) stuff. And uh, then we quickly started realizing it was going to cost significantly more than we had anticipated, mainly just to get the gosh darn dog down there. No. And and we can't, we couldn't leave him. So then we started actually kind of second guessing and thinking, you know, what what are some other options? And then, wouldn't you know, God being awesome and timely <laughs> as he is, presented us with an incredible opportunity. And Ashley got offered a position here, which, where are Where's we, Ashley? I was just going to say that we are in Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about a change, right? We were going 500 miles south and now we are 1400 miles north. (laughs) And so we are currently in Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is our new home. We are in our new townhouse. I think that's what I would call it. It's not an apartment. It's like a townhome. It has a garage. It's got two bedroom, two bath. Like we're, we're living because in Florida we were living in a 500 square foot We'll call it a garage hut. Yeah. (laughs) And now we're in a 1500 square foot townhome. So definitely an upgrade there in terms of space. Uh, Ash, why don't you tell them just a little bit about what's your new position, what you know of it? Because obviously there are still some question marks. So I am working at a company called Exos and 
It is going to be in the Google building in Ann Arbor. But uh, you're not working for Google. No. <laughs> as soon as I say that, everyone literally has been like, oh, like Google. Oh, my gosh. But I'm going to be working with Google employees. And I'm just basically going to be running their fitness center and like their corporate wellness, I believe. And yeah, I think that's really it. Teaching a few cla- like fitness classes. Yeah. And that's very similar to what you did in Pittsburgh, correct? So yes. it should be similar uh, or it should feel pretty comfortable once you get there. Yeah. At least I'm we're excited. Hoping. What's your new position? I am going to be a stay at home dog dad. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to find something that has to do with coaching here, but... Uh, and work on ballistic performance as well. But yeah. we're going to figure that out as we go. Um, also, the exciting thing, I think, is we are definitely going to have more time to devote towards ballistic, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, what am Coda and I going to do all day if I'm not <laughs> devoting myself to ballistic? <laughs> True. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so overall, what are what are your initial thoughts, Ash? And then I'll share mine on the on Michigan, on where we live, the house, the the new gym we're probably going to start attending. Yeah. Well, so I guess I love our apartment. I think we're just basically you explaining it before. Um, I don't It's just so homey and we actually have our own decorations here and yeah so I love that there's a fireplace so I actually like the cold right now uh and we were talking about it on our walk but like I love Ann Arbor so far we're kind of realizing that we're a 10 minute drive from everything which is crazy yeah everything yeah like any store you can imagine we're 10 minutes from Trader that. Joe's yes 10 minutes right yeah Whole Foods 10 minutes your work 15 minutes the dog park like six minutes right so 10 minutes (laughs) what 15 minutes is our max radius here everything's within that it's awesome uh and then the gym we've dropped into twice and i absolutely love it uh the coaches were great the workouts were awesome the community kind of make made us feel welcome right away and yeah i'm excited for it yeah, that gym, just so everyone listening, in case you're ever in the Ann Arbor area, is Wolverine Strength and Conditioning. Mm-hmm. That is not their affiliate name. I would do not know their affiliate name off the top of my head. But if you search Wolverine Strength and Conditioning, it will come up. Uh, fantastic facility. It looks just as if I was managing it. All the med balls, laces are facing out. <laughs> yeah. Everything's clean. Everything's organized. They put you in lines. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, pretty similar to what you said. I really like the area. We talked to a bunch of people at the gym, uh, at stores, you know, here at the apartment or the townhome, whatever we decided to end up calling it. Yeah. And uh, no one has said a singular bad thing about Ann Arbor yet. No. I haven't heard one negative, not even about the weather. No one's even said, well, you know, we're dealing with the weather up here. Everything's been positive. Yeah. So that's great. It really has. Uh, obviously, we love our, our house here. We we really did some adulting and we bought <laughs> some new furniture, including a dining room table, a sectional a recliner, some end tables, yes. a new bedspread. Yeah. Like, we really, we we grew up. <laughs> All within one week. All within a week, we really grew up. Uh, so anyway, that's where we're at now, guys. We're in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever up this way, hit us up. We'll get together. We'll train. You can come hang out. We'll feed you. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you got to like pretty We, we normal don't cook food. anything really special, but we will feed you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get into the discussion here today, mm-hmm. which, like I had mentioned earlier, is about performance. 
specific performance goals. Yes. Uh, so what's the purpose of functional fitness programs? Yeah, so I figured we could start with this because it kind of gives people some context into you know, why we're talking about specific performance goals. And so I think most people listening are probably doing some sort of functional fitness program. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is really applicable, right? The the purpose of functional fitness programs like CrossFit or an Orange Theory or F45, if you can even put those in that realm, right? But of these high-intensity interval type programs is GPP. Okay. So... What does GPP actually mean? I can't even say it. Can't even say it. Who knows what it actually means? So GPP is just general physical preparedness. And what that means in real terms is the capacity to live your life, the actual ability, the capability and the functionality and the longevity to live a long, fulfilling, independent life. We essentially want you to have all the things you need to combat anything that life would throw at you, whether it's as simple as carrying the groceries in from the car, reaching up on a top shelf to grab something or even putting something up on a high shelf, um, you know, wrestling around with your dog, playing with your kids. We want you to be able to do all that stuff and more stuff outside of that, hiking, fishing, skiing, really any activity that falls within your life. Okay. That makes sense. So how is GPP cultivated? Yeah. So the way in these programs that we create or create programs that will produce GPP is through a couple of different things. The first one is constant variance, meaning you're going to get all different types of equipment, different time domains, different formats, different work to rest ratios. Um, what else am I missing there in terms of the variance? We already said equipment, formats, durations. Might have, might be missing one there, yeah. but you get the picture. Everything is going to be different almost every single day. Mm-hmm to create as broad of an adaptation as possible. So that's the first way we we cultivate GPP. Okay. The second thing is that we incorporate various levels of intensity. And intensity is always relative to the individual, right? It's relative to their physical and psychological tolerances. And so with this intensity, some days it's going to be more aerobic, more a lower intensity. For example, if we're doing a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being sitting on the couch binge-watching, you know, Disney plus and 10 being <laughs> near death, we might have days where we're only at a five, mm-hmm. five or a six. Then there may be some days where we're floating around a seven. And then there could be days where we're at a nine or a 10 where we're demanding a full effort, but then we're providing much more rest. So a lot of different levels of intensity is another way that we generate that GPP. And then the final thing would just be multi-joint movements that have skill transferred to real life. So, when I say multi-joint, just multiple joints of the body working at one time, you can mm-hmm. call them compound exercises or what CrossFit is termed functional exercises, right? Things that you could then see later in life in some capacity, like a single arm farmer carry, like a press, which would be putting something on a top shelf, like a What deadlift. about how we put our clothes bag on top of our car? Oh, if we, if the video <laughs> was a little bit better of this, Ashley and I put a, it was probably a hundred, 120 pounds. Yeah. Like, like cargo, bag? yeah, cargo, like a cargo carrier, and it was a soft shell mm-hmm. because my car doesn't have a rack. And you and I picked that thing. We deadlifted up, it up, deadlifted to the car. Yep, put it on the trunk, put it in a front rack. Then we, yeah, then we both got it in the front rack, and then walked it to the side of your car. And then I legit said, "Okay, push press in on three. three. <laughs> 
and we dip, drove, and pressed the damn bag right on top of the car. So, so is that like what you're talking about? That is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Or we could repost. Do you remember the video when we were helping our friend Kevin yes. do his lawn? Yeah. And I cleaned that railroad tie up on my shoulder. Yeah. That was the coolest slash worst thing ever because it like bruised my collarbone. <laughs> yeah, but it was functional. It was so functional. Anyway, that's the stuff we're talking about. Stuff that you can see it actually impacts your daily quality mm-hmm. of life. Okay, that makes sense. So what happens after you've been training for, let's say, 6, 12, 18, 24 months, etc.? Yeah, so if you're in that type of program, in a CrossFit setting, in a boot camp style setting, in an Orange Theory, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm just going to start calling it functional fitness, I think, for the rest of the podcast. If you're in that kind of setting and mm-hmm. that kind of training, Typically what happens is, you know, those first six months, those are the golden months, like the honeymoon phase. Like every time you come in, you learn something new. You leave feeling better. You feel like you're getting fitter every single day. You're lifting heavier weights almost every time you put something on a bar, pick up dumbbells, and it's just a really good time. And in that time, you are starting to feel fitter. You're starting to feel healthier. Your clothes are probably starting to look a little different on you or feel a little different. And so those are the really good times. And that, that period can extend sometimes all the way to the year mark, depending on say, where we're at. Just what you were just saying, I can literally remember that feeling when I first started CrossFit. And it probably did last a year because you just get stronger and then you can learn new movements and you continue to progress. But you can definitely, I, I can absolutely relate to that feeling. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a perfect example of it. You don't necessarily have to be so severely deconditioned for mm-hmm. it to last that long, but maybe just new to this entire concept of constantly varied high intensity yeah. and functional movements. Yeah. And anyway, maybe, I don't know, it's different for everyone, but let's just make a generalization here. And let's say a year and a half to two years in, mm-hmm. that 2018 to 24 month mark. Yeah. Typically something happens to where if you've been eating well, and you've been training at various levels of intensity for four to six days a week, you probably have achieved substantial health benefits. You've probably seen significant adaptation, and your health is probably in a much better place, right? You've moved along that continuum to a place where now you're quote-unquote healthy or you're, mm-hmm. quote, you're well. I don't want to say you've moved all the way to the fit side, but you're at a point where you feel and look better. Yeah. Then what's going to start happening is you're probably coming in and thinking, why the hell can Susie rope climb like that? Like, how the hell does she do that? Mm -hmm. Or you might look at Rick, and Rick is over there in the corner. It might be just an empty PVC pipe, but he's doing a full snatch at, like, the highest level of virtuosity. And just there's, like, angels singing in the background (laughs) as he receives the bar overhead. Or any of those things, you know, fill in the blank in terms of the exercise that we're talking about. And you start asking yourself, how do I do that? I want to do X. I want to do Y. I want to do Z. Whether it's your first pull-up, your 20th strict pull-up, a box jump, a one-mile run, 5K, walking on your hands, etc. You start to want to achieve these performance-based goals as opposed to just getting a little bit fitter and healthier. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Uh, so why do you, so many of us struggle to move closer towards our performance goals when we start to make them? Yeah. So I think when that transition happens for a lot of people, I think there's, there's a lot of struggle because folks don't understand the value of patience and consistency. Mm -hmm. 
I think that a lot of us believe we're being consistent enough in whatever program we're following to simply develop these skills or learn these movements out of sheer, you know, I don't want to say luck, but it will just happen over time. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of something like CrossFit is that it actually does happen over time if you're following a very well-rounded program. However, most people are not consistent enough, regardless of how well-rounded the program is, to actually garner those favorable adaptations that are necessary to achieve your first pull-up, to mm-hmm. get 20 consecutive, to walk on your hands, to snatch those those types of goals. And so... You know, we'll have clients come to us and say, I really want to get my first pull-up. And I'll say, that's awesome. Have you been working on it? And they'll say, well, I come every now and then before class and Mm -hmm. I do some stuff. And then when you really dive deeper, if you ask the actual questions that need to be asked, you'll find out they've worked on it maybe a handful of times in the last month. Yeah. And or they're just waiting for us to magically teach them in a one-hour class, which is really diluted personal training to where we can't spend the necessary time or provide the necessary program to help you get to that type of goal. And so it's just not a realistic outcome. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's the biggest reason people struggle is there's not enough consistency and there's not enough patience to actually move us closer to those goals. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So what, what do you need to do to get there yeah so what you need to do depending on like i said if you're someone who's right now just extremely inconsistent you need to start being more consistent just in class Mm -hmm. you need to come in four to five times a week and you need to give it your all not just go through the motions watch what you're eating right if you stop shoveling garbage into your mouth and show up four to six times a week you're gonna get a lot fitter and you're gonna see a lot of favorable results yeah and those may translate over into those performance goals that you desire so that's number one be more consistent and be more devoted to the process Mm -hmm. number two if you are someone who's been devoted you've been showing up day in day out and putting in the work and you've been patient, it may be time to start pursuing some sort of specific training program to help you move closer to that goal. So what I mean by that is finding an Oli program or a handstand push-up program or going to a gymnastics or running workshop. When I say gymnastics, I mean body weight movements or, you know, signing up for a hypertrophy-based program. And all of those things are typically duration-based. It's a certain number of weeks, whether it's four, six, eight, twelve, et cetera, it can be longer if you're especially if you're in Olympic lifting cycles. But it might be time to start looking at those and considering why those are valuable and how they can help you. That makes sense. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but can you help the listeners kind of figure out if they're ready to look for one of these programs? Ooh, Does that yeah, make sense? That's a tough question. Like, I know. Basically, are you the avatar person that we're talking about? Yeah, because like, I feel like some people will say, yeah, I want to do a pull-up. But they're not really ready to put in the work. Yeah. So I guess I think, that kind of answered my own question. Like, you have to be ready to Yeah, I, but I completely work. get what you're saying. You had, number one, yes, you do have to be at that psychological state of mm-hmm. being willing to devote additional time towards 
your health and fitness. Yeah. And you, yeah, you need to make the priority to make right. time. It has to be prioritized. Yeah. But also to continue on with what you're saying, because I think we can expand upon it is, let's use the pull up for example. Mm-hmm. If, because it's a really easy one. If Rick comes to me and says, hey, I really want to do a strict pull up. Mm-hmm. But Rick is 50 pounds overweight. Yeah. That's a much harder conversation because now we're getting into, hey, it's not so much that I don't want you to do a strict pull-up, but your health is in jeopardy and there needs to be additional weight loss before we should even start entertaining this idea because the benefit of getting a strict pull-up versus the benefit of losing 50 pounds, dropping off your hypertension medication, lowering your cholesterol getting better body composition, all these things, yeah. those are have much more value associated with them. And so that's number one is, are you actually healthy? Are you fit and healthy enough to start pursuing some of these more advanced skills and exercises? Yeah. Do you think coaches have those difficult conversations? Well, we're, I love this. We're digging so deep. We didn't have any of this in the outline. I know. Well, I I'm being it. serious. No, I know. I think there are definitely some coaches who are, but I think there are plenty who are avoiding it. It's just like the personal training conversation, right? Like everyone out there can benefit from personal training, but a lot of coaches aren't willing to have the conversation because they're either too afraid to ask or they feel like a CC salesman Mm because they're trying to get more money from these members when really it's a matter of, hey, that additional time one-on-one with a coach can lead to incredible things. It can change your life. Yeah. And the same goes for you know, this individual who you might not want to have that difficult conversation, but it can literally change their life. If they can have their eyes open to, holy crap, I've been doing this for two, three, four years, and I still am not where I should be in terms of my health markers. You know, I'm still overweight. I'm still obese. I'm still struggling yeah. with hypertension, like cholesterol, et cetera. Gotcha. So I think yes and no. I think the best coaches are. Mm-hmm. I think the not so great coaches are struggling. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but Anyway, so continue on with that. To help you truly know, you have to, number one, be ready psychologically, mentally. Have that mindset of, okay, I'm going to make this a priority and I'm going to stay dedicated to the cause. Mm -hmm. And then two, you have to have been training for this substantial amount of time that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, let's get, let's just get some time under our belt. Let's get some some experience with training under our belt before we start trying to do all these crazy yeah. things, especially in the CrossFit world. I was just going to say that a great example is literally what, probably five months in, I was like, I want maybe less. I want to compete. Yeah. And you literally did not let me, or you really tried not to let me do like any extra skill work or practice. Like you wanted me to do that 60 minute class. And that was it. Yeah. And that I followed that for probably a year. At least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, and it's just a matter of, it's as Greg Glassman calls it, the novice's curse, right? Mm-hmm. You come in, <laughs> you see this really sexy stuff happening where people are flying around the rings, walking on their hands, yeah. like lifting heavy barbells. And, you know, this, this applies more to the CrossFit setting than anything else. But to think that you can come in and just start doing all that stuff is is just a really, really bad decision Mm -hmm. and bad mindset because those folks have probably been doing it for a long time and have taken the time necessary to develop capacity in those movements. Whereas if you're just some Joe Schmo off the street who had an athletic background and you might feel like you're fit, it's still probably not a good idea to hop up and start trying to learn butterfly kipping pull-ups. Literally at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, bad things happen to unprepared joints. Yes. 
Um, yeah, but so that's how you know. Like, are you mentally ready and have you been training for a substantial amount of time? Gotcha. And obviously, are you struggling to achieve some kind of performance-based mm-hmm. goal? Because lo- like I said, a well-rounded program might get you there. Yeah. But there's a chance that you could be struggling as well. That makes sense. Yeah. So what if someone is ready? So what if do someone... You... Do you have any suggestions? Yes, of course I do, <laughs> because we're prepared. All right, so if you're someone out there listening and you're thinking, like, holy shit, I feel like they're talking to me. Like, mm-hmm. I've been wanting to get, I keep using the pull-up example. I've been wanting to get an easy one to a use. strict pull-up my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, since I started exercising five years ago, and when I say this, I think a lot of female athletes or female clients of ours, because that happens to be a really popular goal. Yeah, it's everyone really, wants, like, it's amazing to be able to pull yourself up. Yeah, it's just You feel empa- like a little kid. It's empowering, right? Yeah. You can control your body, like, you can do mm-hmm. it. And so many people have the goal, and they might not tell you that, but I guarantee to you, every woman in your gym or every client mm-hmm. that you have that does not currently have a pull-up, wants, wants a, pull-up. a gosh darn <laughs> pull-up. And same goes for the men, but especially for the women. And so anyway, if you're someone who is thinking, holy crap, like, yes, that's what I need. I've been doing this for two or three years. I just have made no progress. Every time pull-ups come up, like, I'm over there on the rings. I'm doing ring rows until my arms fall off. Mm -hmm. You might be that person. And if you are that person, now you need to find a credible source to, to provide a program that you can follow that will produce results. And there are all kinds of sources out there. But you do have to be careful. Not everything is is as uh, credible as everything else. There are differences. There are people who know more about what they're talking about. And we're not going to get into how do you determine credibility and and, uh, viability of these things. But, for example, we have a strict pull-up program. Mm -hmm. It is called Progress on Pull-Ups. I believe that's what we titled it. Yeah. And it is a... Six or eight week. I can't remember. We haven't looked at it in a while. I should have looked at it right before this podcast. But it is somewhere between six and eight weeks. And I believe it's two days per week. It's possibly three. I know I'm all over the place here. Six to eight weeks, two to three days per week of just pulling work. Mm -hmm. Vertical pulling, horizontal pulling, accessory type movements, grip strength type um, exercises. So it is 100% specific to getting a pull-up getting not only getting a pull-up but getting better at pull-ups so even if you're someone who has a pull-up and you're thinking i would love to get 20 consecutive pull-ups like that is my dream i've Mm -hmm. wanted to do that since i started you know this program will push you past that threshold of maybe you're floating around that 16 17 mark and you're just thinking if I do any more pull-ups, my arms are going to fall off. <laughs> or there's no point. I should just, you know, call it a day and I'll be at 15 forever. Yeah. <laughs> this program can help you do that. So, you know, finding those types of programs and knowing that those options are out there. Yeah. You know, people probably didn't even know that we offered a pull-up program because we don't really market it right now. Mm-hmm. But if you follow that, you're going to, especially like I mentioned earlier, if you're patient and consistent. Yeah. If you put in the work. You're going to see the results. Yeah. We've had, I think, that we've officially tracked. We've had a handful of folks who have completed it from, you know, start A to, to Z, start mm-hmm. to finish. And for those handful of folks that completed the whole damn thing, all eight weeks or six weeks, whatever it is, I believe everyone went from either zero or one strict pull-ups mm-hmm. to six plus. Yeah. I was going to say six to ten. Right. And that's all they did. There was nothing else 
they just did their daily class and then they did that extra 30, I think it's 30 minutes, might be 40 minutes of the progress on pull-up program from Ballistic Performance. Yeah. And so as long as you're patient and you're consistent and you stay dedicated, you make it a priority in your life, you can see substantial results from these performance-specific goals or specific performance goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you guys have other goals besides that strict pull-up, let us know because we would be happy to help you or point you in a direction uh, to get a program. Yeah, absolutely, and we're always... We're always up to customize new pro or create new programs, yeah. maybe even customize some depending on the individual's goals. But yeah, it's just a matter of understanding that at a certain point, almost everybody gets to their, that destination of, okay, I'm fitter and healthier, and now I want to start pursuing some of these performance or skill. Uh, like specific? Specific goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So if you're those people, reach out to us. We would love to help you guys out. We'd love to help you figure out how you can move closer to those specific performance goals. And those kinds of things, guys, they might sound just like the cherry on top, but sometimes that can change your entire outlook on fitness. You know, not being able to climb a rope or do a pull-up or if you're in CrossFit, flip up on your hands and walk and having to always scale those movements day in and day out over the course of 5, 10, 15 years that really starts to get old and can frustrate some people and being able to walk in the gym and say, Oh, there's rope climbs. I can do that. Yeah. That's life changing. Yeah. I also have a lot of clients that I notice it with a sandbag. Like they went from using 50 pounds or 30 pounds when they first started. And now they're flipping the 70 pounds over their shoulder. They literally have me take videos and they'll show their kids and they're like, mom, you just did that. Or like with a rope, they take a video and they show their kids and they're like, oh my gosh, like you're strong. Yeah, it's awesome. And they're proud of their parents. It's so cool. Yeah, and it's just, it's one of those, you're a role model to everyone around you. And it might Mm -hmm. not even be your kids. It might be your spouse. It could be your family. You know, those, those types of things, people look at those, what might, what we might consider simple feats. They're just exercises. They're just skills. But the other people in your life look at those as like, holy cow, if, if she can do it or if he can do it, like I can do it. Yeah. Or wow, like I never thought that was possible. And look at her. She's only been doing this, you know, a couple of years and she has come so far. So, you know, it's not only inspirational for yourself, but it's inspirational for others. Absolutely. All right, guys. Um, that episode was awesome. I think it was short, yeah. sweet, motivational. <laughs> so guys, that wraps up episode 18. Again, if you're someone who's been listening to the podcast religiously, number one, we appreciate you. We love you so much. Uh, we couldn't do this without y'all's support. And as a gift back to us, if you could go on iTunes and give us a rating, and if you're really feeling froggy, leave <laughs> us a review, that would be so fantastic. That, that's how the podcast gets recognized. That's how it comes up in search results more. So please, 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 as a small token or gift back to us, yeah. if you could leave a review, we would love that and appreciate that so much. Other than that, guys, check us out on all the usual platforms on Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. You can even check us out on TikTok if you haven't been hearing us just hammer that yeah. to death. TikTok is like our video library. It's yeah. our, and we'll say it's our, uh, it's our compressed video library because every video on there is a minute or less. So you get mm-hmm. a lot of information in a really short amount of time. So it's super digestible. Uh, but if you're not a TikTok person, go on YouTube. There's plenty of videos there. Again, thank you guys so much, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.